having this conversation? Well, I'll tell you why. Star Trek D Space Nine Season 6, Episode 21, The Reckoning is over and has been since 1998. But we're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast for our review of this episode some 25 years later uh, here in 2023. I'm Dave Mader, joined with Kevin Millard to talk about this episode. How are you doing tonight, Kevin? Good. Can I just say I love that opening? That yeah. is, that's, I'm pretty sure that's the opening DS9 would have had if it was like an 80s cop show. Because yeah, exactly. there was all like these covers I found of the D Space Nine um, theme song, and that was the, it was just like uh, you know like a yeah you're right like a cop show kind of guitar. Yeah. Uh, it was what I kind of liked. I thought it would work well for uh, the montage I wanted to put together. So thanks. Um, even though we always get a copyright strike because of it, uh, but a non like a non blocking one. So because yeah. the, the composer of the of the of the song, but uh, it's worth it. So um i uh yeah thank you and uh and we're here to talk about the reckoning um the religious maybe episode i know your favorite subject uh kevin is always the uh, episodes that deal with the bajorans and the prophets and <laughs> all of that all that jazz so yeah yeah uh, i do love a good kai win episode though and yeah. this is one of them she is a lot she's she's really good in this uh i i do like this episode quite a bit Mm -hmm. um and uh it is uh one we did on star trek radio theater a long time ago i feel like uh, you know back in season one like three years ago so uh, it was fun coming back to it uh, now that we're at this particular episode in the season um we've been off for a few weeks uh the last time we uh, last episode we covered was his way but i feel like that was about three weeks ago or four weeks ago so we've been uh we've been away we're we're, we're trucking through here on season six um and uh, as we go into the home stretch, looking on to season seven. But this episode, I think, is important uh, quite a bit to like the sort of end game of the show, right? Like where yes. things are going to go, especially with uh, Ducat in the next season and the paw race and how he becomes the emissary of the paw race, uh, which I think was a good move uh, overall for, you know, bringing this whole thing about him being the emissary and what that mattered, you know? Because I think uh, until this episode, I wasn't really clear on what the point of it all was, you know? What, what the point of the prophets were other than to stop the Dominion that time. And him being the emissary. Like, what does yeah. it mean? And why? And this is, you know, in this particular, I guess this season and a little bit last season, this is where he's like starts to embrace it. Uh, Dax even says that. Like, I remember when you used to call them wormhole aliens, um, you know, and uh, you call them prophets. He's like, yeah. He's like, in the, and there, they also, she also brings up the point that Starfleet is uncomfortable with him embracing this religious icon um, thing with the Bajorans, and uh, it, it used to make him uncomfortable too. No longer, he's like, he's fully in at this point. Yeah, um, and he's, he's ready to sacrifice to his son to them. His son, his first officer, the entire station. Yeah, you know, the entire station. And Warfie's like, he's like, you know, the station is pretty important to the war effort. You know, <laughs> um, kind of a big deal. If we lose D Space Nine in this overall, like you know, when, we're, when he's willing to uh, make all those deals in the uh, a couple episodes ago in um, in the pale moonlight, uh, in terms of um, you know, like what does a good man do in order to you know justify saving more lives? What how do you how do you uh, balance all that? So he's willing to commit or be an accessory to murder and do some nefarious things but you know that when it came to this he was very faithful he's like it, it's very um devout of him you know yep 
And we're all, Kevin and I are both coming off our Star Trek Enterprise review from last night on an episode called Chosen Realm, which was also about religion, but more about like religious extremism and right. uh, things. So this is like religious week. This is a spiritual week for us, I think. It is, yes. I'm feeling very spiritual. <laughs> yes. Let's, as, uh, as I often do. <laughs> Yeah, as you often do. You're, you're you're known for your spirituality. You're the spiritual leader of Live Long and Podcast, I think. So, oh my oh god. My god. I am that's going to be my new name. How do I change it? Well, I didn't. Uh, hold on. I could do it for you. All right. Um, you're still called fashionably late here, but I think spiritual leader of uh LLAP. Maybe the whole damn UFP uh Kevin. Um <laughs> And uh, oh, that's just it. spiritual leader of lap live long and podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. Uh, Sam saying Tuesday is great for the United Federation of podcasts. And you are right, Sam, as we also have a big brother podcast on tonight over on Super Mater Brothers podcasting, as well as Davin and Andre on their X-Men podcast tonight. So yes. uh, check all that. But we don't want you to leave and go see that stuff. We want you to stay here and talk D Space Nine with us. Um, let us know if this live stream here on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitch, or you might be listening to us later on. So if you are listening to us live, feel free to throw in a, uh, a question, a comment, an observation. Um, this episode is really simple in some aspects. It, it, it's not going to take us long to get through the plot. Um, no. <laughs> it's so, uh, so let's, yeah, start here on the station where, uh, Cisco's talking about what's been going on in the war. Um, we, you know, he talks about, um, that, the, you know, as we know that the, the Dominion captured Beta Zed and they're starting to push things through and they're getting closer to maybe making a run at Vulcan, which uh, seems to be, you know, concerning for the Federation. Uh, although we also get some information that, the, that the, now that the Romulans in the war, they helped uh, liberate the Benzite system. And, you know, there's kind of like this push and pull. The war is kind of going a little bit uh, back and forth, um, yeah. it, it, you know, because we don't hear about it a lot. Oh, you don't see the action. No, considering Deep Space Nine is so important to the war effort, we barely ever hear about it. Yeah. And the fact that Bajor and, and Deep Space Nine are very, very close to Cardassia. Yeah. Right. It doesn't like like he was able to get there in that solar ship, you know, that ancient like Bajoran ship. So it's that close that you can basically go warp one to Cardassia in maybe a couple of minutes. Um, so that's always and and Cardassia is like the 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 central yeah. area of the where the Dominion's based. It would be kind of like if uh, London, England, and you know Germany were. I guess they kind of were. You know, I guess Berlin and they're not that far apart. No, but, they're you pretty know, close. Yeah, I guess that's, maybe that's what they're going for here. Um, yeah, so they're talking about the war, and uh, and Cisco's giving the briefing about everything. I like how Odo also points out. He's like, "What about those Romulans, though? They like, you know, they're not going to be giving up that Benzite system. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Now that they've because I guess yeah, the Dominion captured the Benzite system, which is a Federation planet. The ben the Benzites are those guys with the the little breathing apparatuses, the fish yeah. people that uh, we met mostly in Next Generation, um, and a couple episodes of Wesley Crusher. More, uh, no more. I can't remember. It's Modok. Modok was Mordok or Mordok. Mordok. Yeah, he, he's he's in that episode. I think with where Riker goes on the Klingon exchange, and he's supposed to be an exchange officer, and he doesn't report like the 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 star yep. starship cancer, you know, right away. He didn't have a solution <laughs> or whatever, because uh, that was Benzite standard procedure. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I like how so the briefing ends. Uh, also, Cisco mentions he's going to Bajor in the morning to study artifacts uh, with with Kira. 
at them. But um, we see in the more more of this uh, Odo Kiro relationship is also featured heavily in this episode, where she's like, "Are oh, the Romulans gonna give up the Benzite system? You're funny, you know." He's like, "Well, I gotta think about it all, you know." Um, it, it, not to mention that this is kind of more like a something Worf would think about because he's the yeah. strategic operations officer. It's more of his purview. But um, uh, I, I do like the Odo Kira relationship. I, I know not everyone's a fan of it, but no, I, think I, that- do, I do as well. Um, I, I, there's some things I didn't like. I didn't like how long it took because they've been, I mean, it's, it goes way back to that one where she's stuck, like uh, the female changeling tricks him thinking she's stuck in the rock. That's in season three, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and was there anything? Bef- I, I, the relationship goes even back further, right? Like, but in terms yeah. of it being romantic or him having this crush on her, it wasn't, it's not really explained to us until later. Um, but it, it was there in some ways uh, set up from the beginning. They got, I think they, I, I think they suspected that they were headed this way in some way. Um, anyway, it's, 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 it's cool um, for me. Uh, and it, it does play an important part in this episode in terms of like, Kira will go on to be possessed later on in the episode. Right. And, uh, you know, Odo has, Odo's faith in her is kind of a, a, a big thing. Um, so over to Bajor, which we haven't been to in a minute. Um, you know, it always looks like a nice matte painting. Um, and uh, and they're going down into the into the ruins of Valhalla. Last time Cisco was here, he was having visions. And he was like, you know, locusts, they'll destroy Bajor. <laughs> you know, so this is a... a a little bit of a sequel to that. Um, Jake's coming along for the ride. He's pretty bored. We haven't seen Jake in a long, long time. Yeah, he has not. Like, have you seen him at all in the season even? Um, I think the last time we saw Jake was probably, wow, Far Beyond the Stars, maybe? Um, which yeah, was probably. episode 13. So it's been about 10 episodes since he's been in the show at all. Yeah. Know? And I think it was a long time before Far Beyond the Stars, too. Like, yep, he's barely uh, in this season at all. Uh, he's yeah, I guess he was in like the wedding episode, in episode seven. So he's probably only had like two or three appearances in this whole season. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe I I'll go five tops. Um, and and uh, basically, he's not so happy to be along. We think you know he's not playing it like he's a kid who's bored to be on an archaeological field trip it's more that he's he's really uncomfortable with his dad's role in this like religious thing you know Um, after he's almost died and yeah yeah his dad's was almost you know it almost killed him and i guess it's it's also his father's faith his, his willingness to die for this yeah but his dad also has a willingness to die for starfleet and the federation and all kinds of things i'm not sure why this is any different you know, really, um, it's something he believes in, just like he believes in Starfleet and he believes in protecting the Federation. So I think it's it's not really that big of a leap in some ways. May, but I guess maybe it just seems not relatable to Jake. You know, he can't well, also, really to be back at the place where the last time he almost the last time Cisco almost died was right. here. Well, like, he almost where. Yes, but he like well you remember Ducato also beat him nearly to death with a pipe earlier this season and uh, oh, yeah, you know, he, right. okay maybe not the last time he died he almost dies every the time, time that the last time he almost died and Jake was in the show right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's the, that's the only thing Jake remembers he only remembers when he was here so um, anyway so Kira's like come on like this is, it's getting his mind off the war give him a break you know 
He's here to look at some things. So they, they're going through this uh, ancient city. They're, 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 they're mentioning that even though Bahala was a, a super ancient city on Bajor, these ruins were actually built, uh, Bahala was built on these ruins that they newly found. So this is even more ancient yeah. um, going back forth. We know that the prophets, the wormhole aliens are non-corporeal. They exist outside of time. So they can kind of um, give all this information in the form of prophecies and visions to these ancient Bajorans, which often come through here. And they find this tablet where it's hard to read because it's not, it's such an ancient dialect of Bajoran, but there's apparently some root ideograms that we're told about. And, um, and it's, you know, he's like, you'll recognize this one. It says, welcome. But, you know, then uh, Kira is able to look a little closer and she says, it says, welcome, emissary. emissary. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and Cisco and is Jake like, runs screaming. <laughs> Why did they know we were coming? No. Because they don't know, but the, they, they don't exist in time. Like, this isn't that amazing or magical at all, right? But um, they're, I get that they're of Bejor or they protected the Bajorans, except during the occupation. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, and and then, oh, yeah. And so then the, the, the tablet spurs a vision from the prophets. We haven't seen the prophets since he last asked them to, uh, to get rid of that Dominion fleet that was coming through the wormhole. And uh, they mentioned that there would be a penance, that there was going to be a price to pay. Uh, that that's not this, uh, but it will come, right? So there's yeah. this is the next time he's talking to them since then, uh, in, in the form of the people he's present with, Jake, Kira, and this uh, this monk guy, who's also present. Um, and at the end of this vision, they say, "Well, it will be the beginning, or it will be the end, or you know, speaking so cryptically, mysteriously as they do." Uh, then they throw him across the room. I don't understand why this was part of their plan. Um, like, you know, he gets thrown across the cave, I guess. Um, you know, he's yeah. he, he's whipped out. I guess maybe that maybe that was the Pa Wraith who did that. I don't know. But um, he, you know, he's 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 knocked out, and that's our teaser. It's a quite a long teaser, too. Like the the yeah, before we get to the credits, it's like a good amount of time, no more than normal, certainly more than an enterprise episode, which is like maybe they show us like <laughs> Uh, Archer the shower and then they'll go to credits or something but um, yeah it's so there's a lot built up here we know we're here and the episode is called The Reckoning um, uh, you know as in when the end of the world uh, you know that this is going to be the, the great battle between good and evil and that's exactly mm -hmm. what this episode sort of is right Cisco comes to his feet um, and he's like this tablet it can pack a punch. It threw me across the room. And the prophet uh, wants something. So he wants to take it with him. So he takes it back to the station. This will end up being a big deal uh, for yeah. the plot. Gives it to Dax. Dax actually gets to do some scientific work. But complains know? about it. Did you Complains about that? the whole He's time. Like, oh, I got to do yeah. work? <laughs> yeah. She's like, it's exactly what I thought it was. It's a rock. You know? <laughs> uh, David Weddle and Bradley Thompson wrote this teleplay. Uh, I don't recognize these other names, but, um, you know, like, I think that I, I, Weddle and Thompson, I'm, they're more and more on my radar these days because uh, they, they still, like, they're doing a lot of work now still in, like, For All Mankind and a lot of great sci-fi shows. Um, and they wrote some other great Deep Space Nine episodes, too. Um, anyway, so, yeah. So, so Dax just throwed shade. She's like, why do I have to do... I know I wear blue, but you know I, this is not really fun. She's like, I've scanned it, and it's exactly what I thought it was when I saw it. It's a slab of rock with some writing on it. You know, <laughs> ultimately, like Cisco could, I guess, in some senses, he could have just taken a scan of this and brought it back to Dax yeah. instead of actually taking the the physical. But he knew he had to take it because he had to 
smash it against the wall and release the prophet and the prophet. Because he's the emissary. He gets to do what he wants. Yeah, that's how it goes, you know. Um, he so in the next scene here, they're 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 getting the chimes out. They're ready for church, uh, Bajoran temple services, and he and Cisco is. They say, "Come on, emissary, let's go. You can come in." And he's he's about to go in. He's about to go in and for services. Something I don't think he does very often. Um, but just then he gets a call from Worf, who says, "Guess what? Kai wins on the way." You know, uh, he's less than in. <laughs> um, so. And then uh, uh, he doesn't. He decides not to attend uh, the services. We yeah. see here. This is where Kai Wynn shows up, you know. And uh, of course, they go through their fake pleasantries as these two always do uh, before they get to the heart of the matter. She's like, "You took like um, this artifact from Bajor um, without even asking, like the Vedic Assembly, like you know, without asking me." This is like this is kind of a little um not yeah. so not so i i, I kind of see her point in some ways i'm know? not a big fan of the bajoran religious stuff but i do wish we had more louise fletcher in this show she's great she like great in, as a as a I, villain um yeah. and you know if you're going like i think it was a smart move bringing her into the show because if all like these bajoran religious people were just like these nice people then i think it would just be like that would get really boring boring yeah so i think just to make it way more interesting i think you know like i think it's so effective her performance always uh fantastic it's this passive aggressive um you know tone where she yeah. clearly despises cisco and is so jealous but she can't show it and she has to share this role and play the politics she's such a politician too it's it's a it's great uh and they've had some history these two as they've gone through uh you know there was that time she tried to like basically take over bajor you know when she was also yeah. the first minister for a minute before shikar came along and she was going to like you know bring Bajor away from the federation uh so yeah like they, they uh, oh yeah and then she kind of tried to ass assassinate barail or uh yep. ba back <laughs> she's she's not great um yeah. uh anyway so you know so there's a lot a lot of tension here between them uh you know cisco then goes to confide into dax and she's like you know what 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 did uh ross oh because 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 the conversation ends she's like okay well if you think it's you need the tablet and that's what the prophets told you i'm gonna i i can get i can get behind that okay and then we get like this cutaway where he's like and then she called the admiral and lodged a formal complaint you know <laughs> <laughs> and admiral ross is like give him the bat their damn tablet what are you doing you know <laughs> He's uh he's a lot of um uh, uh, but some great uh, Dax Cisco stuff. Again, we we known for a while. They know that um you know she's going to leave the show. I guess the the viewers didn't know this at the time. We didn't know no. that, that 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 Terry Farrell was leaving the show, but uh, the cast does and the writers do. And uh and they, they do quite a, some great some of the best stuff with Jedzer yeah. Dax is right near the end. Right near the end, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and good for them for for doing so, you know. Um so yeah it's, she's like she's they're showing like more she's doing more of these translation things we see how they turn this ancient bajoran into more modern bajoran which is basically just pulling it apart <laughs> it doesn't seem that different no like it's really not um anyway so and it says that uh the, the, it translates to uh the reckoning will destroy the entrance to the celestial temple and she's like isn't that deep space nine isn't that the station yeah so was the station go i don't know like i, I would if this reckoning had played out 
it may have it, it may, may have right that's thinking, that's yeah. literally what the prophecy is like i was on or what i was i wasn't really sure like what was the best case scenario if this had if this had uh finished uh or it looks like, like best case scenario everyone dies yeah like doesn't seem like <laughs> or everything. or as she says later eats fruit or eats or eat fruit <laughs> yeah, they'll either uh, uh, suffer forever or eat fruit. I guess maybe the prophet one, they eat fruit, or if they don't, they're going to all die and horribly or whatever the alternative translation was. Um, and then we get this scene here on the promenade here with uh, Odo, Worf, and and uh, and Bashir having a drink together. Which uh, is Brian, odd, not in this episode, eh? Which is odd to just those three together. It is odd. It like I, I think I feel like Odo's here only because O'Brien is not in this episode. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, because why would Odo doesn't drink or eat or hang out with these two, really? Um, Does Worf ever on. hang out with Bashir? Only if O'Brien's there. Right. Right. So I feel like this scene was was written for O'Brien, and they just subbed in Odo. Yeah. Um, it's probably what happened here, you know, because then then like. Quark comes along. This is even more odd for 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 Odo to be like sitting down while Quark's serving drinks. And this is on the upper level too. And yeah. I know that they had to do this because that this is where the wormhole windows are because they you know that's where this uh this scene will kind of lead to. But um there's some skepticism here about what's going to happen. Uh Quark's thinking worst case scenario and how it's destroying business. And then the wormhole, which doesn't open anymore really because, you know, there's no ships coming back and forth right. with the war on. It's opening on its own without any kind of uh, uh provocation. So this kind of spooks everybody and gets everybody kind of nervous about things. Uh what is this here? Uh uh sam's giving this episode a seven and a half right on you know um but just like there's a bit of like this uh ominous thing because i think bashir also mentions like there's a bajoran prophecy for about anything and you can interpret them anyway but this is starting to kind of shake them and say maybe this one's got some some juice to it like we'll have yeah. to see right uh as this uh as this is going on we get then we get another scene here with Odo and Kira and their relationship uh, where he's watching her eat. I guess he just likes to watch people eat. You know, it'd be Kira or drink <laughs> well, or whatever. Well, does say she usually eats with such gusto. She eats with <laughs> gusto? What does that mean? Like, mm, <laughs> gusto. Yeah, uh, where he's just like, oh, it's all good. It's fun. Um, you know, I think just re reinforcing that he's, she's important to him. They're, they're in a thing. And, and, you know, when her life will be in danger later, this will be uh, significant. Mm -hmm. uh and then uh we get another scene here with cisco and kaiwin where you know she's she forces uh his hand basically by saying i got shakar even to say give us the damn tablet back you know yeah. uh, he says you must have been very he's delighted he's like yeah. you must have been so persuasive <laughs> you've never agreed on anything you two don't agree on anything and you agreed on this um <laughs> which I thought was funny. And it's fun. It's also interesting, you know, Shakar, even though he hasn't been in the show since like season four, um, he, and he won't be on the show again. Uh, he, yeah. his presence still kind of is, 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 is set up. So, um, right. I think that's the most useful purpose of his character is that we don't have to see this guy. Um, and you know, we would rather not, <laughs> and we would rather not anyway. Uh, but yeah, but we know he is and we understand the implications here. Um, uh, you know, more more shade between these two. Cisco's like, okay, fine, I'll send the, the tablet back. You got me this time, right? Um no, yeah, he says, I'll it'll be on the morning transport, and she says, As will I. As will I. I'll be going with it. You know. Yeah. Um Dax, 
is also impressed by all this. Um, and Cisco wants her like you got it till the morning. You got to get whatever you can get out of this tablet. She's she's like I already took hollow scans of this. What do you what do you think I'm going to get? You know, but I scanned it. It's a rock. <laughs> a rock. I don't know why it threw you across the room any more than you do. Uh, there's no science anyway. So then uh, Cisco goes up to ops. He's talking to Kira. There's some mentions about the war. Martok's off fighting people, the Dominion and whatever, keep protecting things. And um, and so they kind of have some, some lines here. But then they start talking about Kai Wynn and the fact that she despises Cisco clearly because he stole, you know, she's like the Pope, right? She's the spiritual leader of all of Bajor. And, um, and, and she has to share it with him as he is yeah. kind of Bajoran Jesus now. Here, yeah. Kira is saying like, oh, she's, sacrificed everything to become Kai and all of this stuff. And I'm like, no, it's ambition. Like she, she didn't sacrifice. Kai Wynn doesn't sacrifice anything. Is it sacrificed because uh, to be in like a religion, to be um, like one of their Vedics or like, doesn't like, it's, seem like, like it. it's like a like celibacy or something or no, no. Cause oh. she was with Beryl. Right. But he was from a liberal group and she was from a conservative group. Uh, but then she's she'll be um, getting together with Ducat or Ducat in Bajoran form next season. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal is um, or what her sacrifices are other than praying but, a lot. But then Kira corrects at the end of the episode, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Right. She sees that anyway. But Cisco starts feeling things, too. He's starting to get like the headaches um, and the visions are coming back. He, they chalk it up to um to a long day yeah he even i like i like the scene between kira and cisco it's one of yeah. the better scenes between these two which we don't get a ton of in this whole show like they have their moments oh, yeah. but in terms of captain first officer like it's they are like, not a team <laughs> they're more like yeah they're the more same like, way like they're more like partners you know like they're, it's it's a different it's a different dynamic with these two than the all well, the others if you look at it those first up until sort of now even cisco's not in this show that much um do you feel like he's less in the show than like picard's in next gen or like um uh, maybe not like because i think yeah, it's just I think he is but not yeah picard i've been re-watching next gen again and i've noticed that too like picard isn't actually in it all that much either yeah, he doesn't go to the planet that often. <laughs> he doesn't go to the planet, and because the like, next gen from season three onward to seven, like they were mostly just doing character driven stories. This is a wharf story. This is and DJ's yeah, nine yeah. kind of continued that trend. Um, but had although, so many characters, and so and Deep Space Nine has so many characters, yeah, absolutely. Like O'Brien's not even in this episode, you don't even notice he's he's not here, it doesn't mm -hmm. even matter, like, or whatever. Um, other as uh, opposed to Enterprise, which we talk about every Monday night, where basically that's just Archer to Paul, uh, Trip, and sometimes one of the others, like maybe Phlox, maybe Mayweather, right. maybe Hoshi, like, who read like Cisco and Dax are more of a team than Cisco Kira. Yes, I even yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think she's more Secure is more of like this ally. It's more like they have a she's not in Starfleet, but she's in the she work they work together and they yeah. and they have this dynamic, right? Um and so yeah, it's interesting to see that. Plus this whole thing about him being the emissary and how Kira looks at him as this religious icon as yeah. well as her captain, uh, and somebody she works with, you know. Um Kira goes to see um Kai Wynn on the promenade as this uh, is all playing out and she's like, are you troubled? Uh, 
she's like, I, I felt bad having to get the captain to give me the tablet back or whatever. You know, she's like, well, you didn't really give him much choice, did you? And uh, Kira, Kira's, I don't know. It's it's almost a, it's another form of passive aggressiveness between us because she does, she rarely comes out and just says, I hate your guts, Kaiwin. You know, she kind of calls her <laughs> eminence and tries to show her respect. But she reserves that for the end of the episode. Yeah. She was just like, <laughs> she was so pissed off by the end with her. She's like, but not just this episode. It, that's the kind of their way, the way they are. She like always starts with this deference and this because she's the spiritual leader and everything. And then by the end of the episode, she's like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, I yeah. hate you. Get the <laughs> hell out of here, you know? Um, yeah, like it, it's such, it's almost like this, uh, well, you know, a pity. A pity. Mm-hmm. Patience, child. Get my Kai Wing going um, and then we go to this next scene here where Cisco's still contemplating things in his quarters. Comes to Jake comes to see him, and, you know, they kind of talk about how how that when the last time the prophets and all these visions and all this stuff was happening that he nearly died um are you sure about this and you know some good some good stuff here between jake and uh and and you know jake oh do i have that jake oh um you know lots of hugs and uh things but you know embrace him he's like i can't believe you're back on the show i haven't seen you in like 12 weeks Cisco can't sleep in the next scene. He's like, I, I, he's tossing and turning. So he goes to see this tablet. He gets, you know, fully dressed and he's like, why do you have to be so damn mysterious? But like, I don't understand. Did he do this? How did he know that he had to do this? Prophets put this in his brain at some point at birth. I guess. Yeah. Grabs the tablet and, uh, you know, just smashes it. It's <laughs> one of my favorite moments ever. It just comes out of nowhere. You're just like after this, all all of this hoopla about giving the tablet back and it being yeah. like, and it's it screwing up uh, the relations between Bajor and the Federation and all this stuff, you know, but uh, Cisco knew. He's like, we have to bring on the reckoning. We got to get rid of these paw race. Uh, we see them emerge from the tablet. Uh, blue, blue being good, red being bad, of course uh as as it is and uh coming out uh dax and odo then i show love up. this let me guess it fell yeah you <laughs> uh, you slipped you know <laughs> you tripped and it came out of your hands you know um and you know why well, is odo there just investigating what happened? he's investigating again i i feel like this maybe was a brian originally or something you know like and, uh i don't know why like odo's in this episode a lot anyway yeah um but yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, I don't know. They're like, it's all right. Um, then Worf calls. What is Worf's news that can't remember what Worf had to say here, but yeah, uh, they, they, they're, they're coming up. Kai wins just like, I can't believe you, you know, and you're, you know, you, you want you just to screw me, you broke the whole tablet, which does seem how it looks like, you know, you could kind of see it from her perspective. Well, she, she thinks that because that's what she would do. Every right. accusation is a confession right every accusation of confession yeah and like and dax and and odo were like we believe you it's it's totally it's you know it's totally a thing yeah. oh that's what Worf. Worf was talking about the power fluctuations we didn't know what, we'll find out what the power fluctuations are um more of these two but that th- these are the power fluctuations because yeah. kira has been possessed and I, this episode always like kind of makes me think of the show supernatural which you know we've watched a lot of which came yeah like 10 years after this or so um where like you know demons and different and angels possessing people and whatever um and they're, they're going for the, the same kind of a vibe here uh odo on the promenade explaining you know she's not talking to me and normally she talks to me 
we rub noses together it's all good right um you know so there's uh, we see like like the power is like dimming here uh she starts to emerge and as she walks like things are blowing up then we see like the power of you know her angel powers you even see in one scene you see a klingon cowering oh really i didn't, I didn't yeah. catch that. uh she, you know she's walking on the promenade there's a little why did you choose why are you possessing this woman's body the vessel is willing you know just like just like in supernatural an angel yeah. can't take you unless you say yes unlike a demon which can possess you without your permission yep same thing happens here um and yeah there's going to be a reckoning kaiwen tries to talk to the possessed kira with the the prophet because she's never spoken to the prophets right in desperation too like you can feel she plays that so well you can feel the desperate like please talk to me <laughs> is it odd to you that like the vedic assembly would elect uh a, a somebody who's never had a single vision from a, like an orb or anything do most of them don't, though, do they? I thought they all you have to do is open it. Like even like Mira Burial had a vision. I guess. You know, she's like, never had a vision. Like, is that what she's talking about? She said the prophets have never spoken to her. But I thought when you have like a vision in one of those, guess, those one yeah, of those, they with do, one of those orbs, they? that's still kind of talking to the prophets. I thought it is. But, yeah. Um, but Kira won't talk to her. Kira, Kira, prophet lady won't talk to her. Um, the and and I think that actually continues into next season that they're they have no time even though she like kai win will end up redeeming herself and kind of helping cisco defeat ducat in the very end uh you know and it, you think is they're in their non-linear form they would kind of know that uh but i guess the, the that, that the they future, still don't like her no matter what they don't like her no matter what she was a pain she stopped yeah. the reckoning this was the unforgivable sin i think for her more than anything um you know so they're they're not talking to her up in ops they're talking about the situation and and uh Cisco says, I won't, I won't do anything to harm the uh, prophet. Um, you know, we got to, you know, because they, they don't want to do, they want they want to help Kira, but they don't know what to do here. And, and, um, and, and Bashir explains that they, they can, they can, um, if they just slowly raise the chroniton radiation, they, they can save her like, yeah. and not kill the prophet. There's a way out of this without any kind of death. Um, but, but, and Kaiwen doesn't say a lot during the scene, but Cisco is like, no, we need her, we're helping. You know, like, are you going to destroy the whole station? He's like, listen, those Dominion, they helped us with that, or the, the prophets, they helped us with that Dominion fleet. We owe them. And he's kind of right. He's, yeah. you know, that they, they're they kind of in the war. They're kind of an ally in the war, too. You know, right. it's uh, you know, just by that act. Like, aren't they? You know, aren't, they picked a side, you know, for him. Um, as Worf explains, like, yeah, we, we kind of needed the station, but um, there was also this whole thing about how Odo defends the right to of Kira's choice. Kira would not want this. Kira would want to see this play out because that's what the prophets want. And and uh, and, and yeah, and Worf is like, "What are you doing? We're trying to save the station." Yeah, he's like, "You should have backed us up and helped us all, like, convince Cisco he was wrong." And he was like, "Nope." I'm, I'm, I, uh, this is what I would do. And I think Worf respects it, but he's like, it's kind of, this is dumb. Yeah. You know, but if it was, if this was about a Klingon prophecy, I oh, think he, yeah. if this was like, if this was the spirit of Kalas, he would, he would, mm -hmm. he would feel very different. Right. So he had like, and he's kind of mentioned that in the past, like people, like, you know, there's some people who are faith and like, I think if Brian was here, especially, he would be like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever yes. seen. You know? <laughs> Right. Uh, although his wife did get possessed by a paw raid, so maybe he'd be willing to see this. I, I, I would have been interesting to have O'Brien in this episode. 
um and then like all these bajorans like these are evacuating the station like they know that this is going to get big and bad and blow things up and all these bajorans are just praying on the station and, and it's just good like listen they'll hear your prayers wherever you are you need to get out of here like this no is, i this love is this scene though this is probably one of my favorite scenes because he just looks at her and he's like you can tell them to leave yeah. or i can and it shows that she wants to retain the the illusion of her power right right well if she they have to choose, him if she says one thing and he says another she doesn't want the, the these these followers to uh have to make that choice she knows they won't they will choose him right uh he, he kind of, he's willing to bet at least you know yeah. um and, and put it to the test she's like, she yeah, 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 yeah. Too. That's, that's why she does it she does it yeah that was a good moment uh then kira in the uh, possessed by the prophet says uh the other vessel has been chosen you know like the are the the, the paw raves have chosen their champion and, and it's revealed to be gary jake jake. <laughs> jake with red contact lenses this was a great reveal i didn't i didn't see this coming the first time i watched this episode 25 no. years ago or whatever it was and it's still it's still pretty satisfying you know um because uh it, it uh, and it makes complete sense in some ways like that this would be the ultimate test of cisco's faith you know and the paw race would kind of do this uh, this was not a random selection they made no. here i don't think so they're getting ready for the big religious fight uh jake i think uh Sirik lofton in the in this kind of uh different kind of a character he's playing here i i enjoyed it you know i thought he yeah. was he gets to play this e evil kind of character show off some of his chops um and Cisco's just like, no, take me, make me be the, you know. And he's like, you, your, your emissary wants to be our, uh, our, our guy. Are you kidding me? You know? Some good he's stuff. lost his faith. He's lost his faith. Yeah. So he, he then, uh, he throws uh, him across the promenade. Maybe I, I guess he was the one who threw him with the tablet because he came out I of the it. tablet. I don't know. I still don't understand why that tablet threw him across the cave in the in the beginning, but, um. Yeah, he comes out here and we get the you know the fire prophets against the, the no, we get the care bear stare. The care bear stare. That's exactly <laughs> what this is. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally true. Um and yeah. It's it's interesting. I I thought uh, um I because the, they're the same species, right? These two. Yes. Like they all you know, so they're but they're using different energies or whatever. And they really don't like each other. Um, I would have liked a little more something here, like just more explanation, a, not just explanation. I mean, just a little more effects, a little more. Yeah, I like grand, know, a little grander. It would have been more action in this. Yeah, like just yeah, yeah. I think it's if they did it now, it would, it would probably it would the, the, with what they could do with the visual effects now. I think they would do more with this, but at the time, I think that this was. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what else would could you have done at the time. I don't know, but this was like just kind of boring. Like it was almost it was static. Like it was yeah. just they didn't move. Yeah, you know, it was just uh, yeah. Uh, Dax is like, you can't let this happen. We got to do the chronoton thing. You got to Jake's gonna get hurt here, and he's like, no, the prophets will protect him. You know, they're testing my faith. I got to pay him back. I'm like, dude, you know, uh, hey, this he's a believer, and you know it now. Yeah, this episode really cements it, you know. Yeah. That he's 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 dedicated to to the cause. 
Um, and and that's really what this is about. We see that like the the paw rate is losing. It's slow. It's a slow fight, but they're, he's slowly losing. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Dax is trying to get uh, the Kai off the station. She says, "You go on ahead. I'm gonna like pick up some kids and help these kids." Yeah. For, for some reason. This, for some reason, there's still children on this station. <laughs> still children here, and they can't get to a ship for some reason without my help. So. So, but then this is where Kai wins. Like, she doesn't go the same way. Dax doesn't see her. And she heads up to Ops uh, as more and more of the evacuation takes place here. Um, I guess this was going to destroy the station, but maybe not. Uh, but then, as just as the paw wraith in Jake's body is about to lose, there's like the chronoton goes up and, and yeah. Kira. I love Kira screaming. Like, oh, no, nah. that's good. Oh, it's good. Um, and we see who is it? But Kai win. Prophets forgive no. me. Why? Well, because well, it's a good question as to why. I don't think we. She her answer is not the real answer, but no. uh, that she gives us later on. I guess. Interesting, well, right? Like it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's something we're going to analyze more into season seven because, uh, you know, when 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 Dukak comes along and kind of like uh, persuades her to join the Pa Wraith cult or the fall of the Pa Wraith, I I think it's just because because the prophets don't talk to her. There, you know, she's just like, I'm not play, I'm not letting this play out. Like, I, I think she's, she's only about herself ultimately. You know, right. And that's that's why I'm, I th that's why I'm confused by her motivations here. To do this, yeah, me too. I think it's it it it's it, other than jealousy. It's the only real reason I think Either is that jealousy or or again they're they're cementing her lack of faith. Like maybe she doesn't believe. That they're going to win, that the prophets are going to win, but they're yeah. I don't know how much she saw of the fight or how that the prophet was clearly winning this fight. Um, but anyway, you know, like she goes for it. Uh, so the, the Jake is saved. People come back to the station. The crisis is over. Um, you know, uh, and so Cisco goes to see Jake in the infirmary. Who uh, you know, he feels really guilty. He's like, you know, I was kind of willing to put your life on the line here for this whole religious thing which i know you're not totally down with but uh you know show i this scene was i think very necessary but very uh, and good and good yeah, yeah very good uh where, where jake's like i knew when that paw wraith was possessed me it had to be destroyed you did the right thing no 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 beef here uh over it you know i get it uh so, th so they they reconcile on that now jaco is on board he's willing to die for the prophets too yeah yeah at least in this situation was and then we get to kira and odo to kind of close out the episode where she's like why would the prophets choose me and Odo's like are you kidding you're, you're like one of the most devout you know like why not you um but he's like i would have not minded if, it, if they picked somebody else <laughs> too that would have been better too. So good episode for these two. Um, yep. I, th I think, you know, she's like, okay, he gets me. He gets me and what I'm about is really kind of what kind of plays out here. And then the final scene, which is uh, the Kai and Kira, where she's like, get the hell out of here. You suck. And, uh, you know, it's like you're, you're, uh, you're confusing faith with ambition. Ambition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and Kira is <laughs> like she is at the lot of a lot of their partings, it's just like enough of you. But yeah. <laughs> this is this one I think is she she especially like twists the knife in a, a, a Kai, you know. Yeah. Where the Kai's just like, oh, you know, she like she really she really puts home like you didn't doubt that you did not do this for the prophets, you did not do this for the Bajor. This was for you or just for you. Pure, and pure. It, uh uh 
a non-Bajoran, an infidel, have more faith than you. Yeah, you can't stand it. Well, I guess that's yeah. the explanation. You couldn't stand that Cisco had more faith than you, but this didn't really change that. No. You know? uh, so It's still a little confusing to me why right. she did it. Well, because it doesn't accomplish anything other than to kick the reckoning down the road. Like, down the road. Kick, kick yeah. the can down the road, but... You know, um, see an Oh, I know why. She won't be Kai anymore if the prophet wins. They explained that earlier in the episode. She says there'd be no reason for Vedics or Kais or emissaries if the golden age was... When they eat fruit? No, not when they eat fruit. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she does say it at one point, like the... Because if the if the prophets win, then there's a thousand years, a golden age for Bajor. And it's in that scene where they're by the window. And she says, imagine, like, there'd be no need for the Vedic assembly. There'd be no need for Kais. Or Why not? Emissaries. I don't understand. Why there would be because no need. Because the Bajoran people and the prophets would be as one. That's what she says in that scene. But how, so, like, that, that, that leaves me with more questions. I'm like, how are you as one? And um but this is maybe kai win wanting to retain power right well yeah even the suggestion that that could be true is not right. is something that, that she's not willing to even mess with right um okay so i am not i gotta get together on the um on the episode the reckonings uh fun facts give me a second here while i just pull up that stuff um, normally, I don't do this stuff. Reckoning DS9. Fun fact: Dave's not ready. Dave's fun fact: Dave was not ready for this <laughs> fun facts, or is it actually a detail discovered by Dave? Eventually. Eventually, we'll get there. <laughs> All right, let's get to, into this, guys. It's just it's okay, my child. It's okay, patience, child, patience. <laughs> Patience, child. Oh my god, I'm gonna start calling everybody child. <laughs> you are the spiritual leader of long live long and hot. Um so Worf's line that the prophets are the only thing keeping the Dominion from coming through the wormhole establishes that the Dominion has still not brought any reinforcements from the Gamma Quadrant. So they, yeah, like they need yeah. the they, they can't they need they need the to play uh, some some diplomacy here with the prophets. Uh, the episode represents the first time the prophets are seen outside the wormhole, and it also represents the fifth appearance in the show uh, uh, and Cisco's fourth encounter with them, um, including like you know the original episode, emissary, product, pro prophet motive, ascension, and sacrifice of angels. Um, We're gonna get a lot more going forward. Yeah, a lot more. Uh, I think that maybe, and I I felt like we got too much of it in season seven. We, I feel like we have a lot to break down in season seven, but yeah. uh, the phrase eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die quoted by Cork and Bashir is a common conflation of two quotations from the Bible, which are eat, drink, and be merry from uh, Ecclesiastes 8.15, as well as eat, drink, for tomorrow we die in both Isaiah 22.13 and 1 Corinthians 15.32. So there is no there there is nothing in the Bible that says eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. But no, that's in three hundred. You can eat and drink for tomorrow we die, but don't be merry. That's kind of the point. Uh, Dax states that the tablet says the Bajorans will suffer horribly or eat fruit. In the scene between Kira and Odo near the beginning of the episode, Kira is eating fruit salad. 
Prophecy. Prophecy. <laughs> uh, Louise uh, Fletcher as uh, Kai Wynn is not is not credited as a special guest star for this episode, as is typical. Weird. Weird. As mentioned, uh, Colmini O'Brien does not appear in the episode. And uh, when shooting, uh, when the shooting, the battle between the prophets and the pa race, much of it consisted of Nana Visitor and Sirak Lofton staring at one openly in intently. And then the special effects were added to the scene later. Both Lofton and Visitor found it difficult to keep a straight face throughout the filming. Because, yeah, you just gotta go, be. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing the, uh, the Care Bear stare or whatever. And just, <laughs> yeah. You just got these Ready? like care. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in this episode, Kai Wynn reveals that the prophets have never spoken to her. This revelation, along with the fact that the prophet inhabiting Major Kira's body refused to reply when Kai Wynn addressed her, are two hints that tie in Wynn's role related to the prophets and the Pa Raves in this final season. The episode introduces the Pa Raves, uh, and from this point forward, they go on to have even greater significance. This episode reintroduces, I'm sorry, the Pa yeah. Raves. Because we only saw them once before, and they were kind of insignificant. Uh you know, a little bit of a one-off. Um, this is the first mention of the Costa Mojan, the Pa race banished from the pa, uh, heavenly celestial temple to the underworld fire caves by the prophets, a direct allegory of the Christian devil banished from heaven to the underworld hell by God, from the Christian Judeo Bible. Okay, well, I think those are all the fun facts. Uh, let's get into our ratings. Um, just move our little sheet over here. and boom here we go so the reckoning um jeff not here i'm here uh what do i give this episode um i like this episode it's a nine i like it too i'm gonna give it an eight and a half eight and a half okay um and that so that puts us just right in the middle 8.8 .8. Uh, Sam, of course, gave it a seven and a half. He liked it all right. It has a seven on IMDb, a little lower than some episodes. Lower than the Vic Fontaine episode. For, for Weird. Most Weird. Um, as we mentioned, some different writers. We got that all out. But next episode, Kevin. Valiant. Red Squad. Yes, Red Squad. Red Squad. Red Squad. <laughs> is coming. Uh, and I can't wait to talk about how the captain of that ship was on Catwalk, a YTV show a long time ago with Nev Campbell. Um, so, well, oh my God, I, I forgot that show existed. Oh, it was great. Uh, and you have to be like born basically between like 1982 and 1985 to even remember it at all. Yeah, yep, but, I uh, was not. <laughs> yeah, so you, it's very, it's, 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 it was in this very like sweet spot. You had to be the right age to want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like aimed at like young tweens or young teenagers at the time. And it had Paul Popovich who plays the captain from Valiant and Nev Campbell. And, um, and I think like, even uh, Nicole Dubois was on the show at one point, like uh, Esri Dax. Uh, so even more catwalk tie-ins guys who knew D space nine was so tied to catwalk. Um, <laughs> Only people born from 1982 to 1985. Oh. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure I have that. Yeah, I do. That's the theme song. I do. I don't recall that at all. Ashley knows. Ashley knows what I'm talking. You Ashley knows. Yeah, I know. I forgot about it until you mentioned it, and then knew immediately. 
Jamil and I have, have brought it up a few times. He always remembers it too. Okay. Well, I think that's it for the reckoning guys. Um, we had a reckoning. It was pretty good. We thought, uh, you know, well, we'll, we'll get to more of it. Um, make sure to check out all our other great podcasts here on live long and podcast all week long Monday nights. Of course, we're talking about star Trek enterprise. And then this Thursday we got star Trek Picard, uh, the newest episode called dominion. Uh, which really ties into this show. So if you like Deep Space Nine, you should check out our next uh, our coverage of the next episode of Picard this Thursday on March, what is it, 30th. Then we're going to be talking about that um, at 9 o'clock. And then we have our other great divisions, like our science division, which does trivia and debates and probes. Um, they got, they got. I think they have a, a debate nine coming up in the near future too. Uh, all women's edition, I'm told. Yeah. Uh, Ashley's going to be hosting that one. Oh, good, good, um, great, and can't wait to hear see that or hear it. Um, Live long and podcast. It also has the locutors of track, which is Davin and Dave, um, Dave Pugsley, who are doing all kinds of great like uh, long format podcasts and deep dives into a whole kinds of uh, slew of issues around Star Trek and different uh, things like that. And then our operations division, which does like stuff like Star Trek radio theater and other fun endeavors like, and video games. Uh, most recently we did a Star Trek Lower Decks um, read that was based on a comic book uh, by, by uh, Chris North uh, back on March 11th, uh, edited version to come out in the near future. But we had uh, you know some of the people, Kevin and I, Ashley and others uh, involved in that one heavily. I, I've decided if I could just play, if, my, if I could just play a full-time Dracula as I did in that one, Kevin, that would be my lifelong dream. I just want to be a full... I just want to play... I don't want to be a vampire, but I just want to play a full-time Dracula. You know? All right. You should do one of these podcasts as Dracula. The whole time. whole time. Make sure Jody's on it. That'll oh, go over well. Oh, it will not. No. <laughs> That's like when, when Davin is like in Klingon character for all the Gital challenge. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll do like vampire trivia where I'm Dracula. Um <laughs> and then also uh we're we're part of a, a greater network of podcasts as we alluded to earlier uh like on tonight we have the Super Mater Brothers podcasting even though I'm a, uh, one of the brothers. I'm not on there tonight. I got uh, Jameel Robinson and Josh Foster covering over there. Talk about Big Brother Canada season 11. Uh, it's been really good actually pretty, so far. I've been, I'm enjoying this season. It's been interesting. Uh, I'm not a fan of all of these people, but um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been cool. And then on Wednesdays, uh, we're talking about Survivor season 44, uh, which has been a lot of fun uh, too. Uh, some interesting twists in that season. Check that out. We'll be on Wednesday. Uh, as well, and the Mary Mater Marvel Society we sometimes do, where we talk about MCU stuff like Quantumania and Ant-Man and the Wasp and all that and uh, other things that come out there. Check out, uh, of course, also tonight on UFP was X-Rated, X-Men the Animated Series with Davin and Andre. Uh, they've been, they're, I think they're finishing season four now. They're getting into season five, and then they'll talk about the new stuff that will come out later this year when Disney re Marvel releases that. Uh, Andre also does the Graphics Histories podcast, which is a great one where he does long and format interviews. Uh, Davin and Murphy, they do Hold Up, a movie podcast every second Wednesday, talking about uh, t three movies and a specific theme. I think they just announced a new one. I think they're doing like uh, hacker movies. They're doing, they're do literally doing the movie Hackers next and like The Net and uh, nice. one other movie I'd never heard of. But um, so uh, check that out in the near future. They're going to be doing talking about that. Uh, KBBBL every Friday with Davin, Francis, and Baker talking about episodes of The Simpsons. And then this Saturday, Big deal. We got our monthly edition of Trivial Debates this Saturday at 1 o'clock uh, Eastern. 
we got Chris Murphy hosting with um a, a, with an all wrestling themed episode. Uh, Jamil <laughs> Robinson, Jason Phillips, and Andre Mayette competing to talk about different wrestling themed questions, whether it be movies, TV, sports, music, all kinds of great topics. And I think that's that. Um, I don't know. I don't. I didn't have time to pull a, 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 an actual soundbite for this episode, but. I feel like we can go out on maybe some uh, some Kai win if there is something here to to reference, and we will see um, we will see you next time. Uh, what would be good for the profits? Let's go. Just this one. Can you promise me that you will not let one Jem Hadar soldier set foot on Bajor? Can you promise me that you will use your entire fleet to protect our planet? Even if it means sacrificing other worlds, like Vulcan, or Andor, or Berengaria, or perhaps even Earth itself. Yeah, maybe. Nope. You, you do. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. I think time. he might now. <laughs> yeah, live along the podcast, everyone.